Good afternoon, everyone. This is another episode of the Off Topical Podcast. My name is Gardner. And I'm Ryan. And uh, today we've got a couple uh, interesting stories for you. Ryan, what's on the docket today? Okay. So this will be a somewhat condensed uh, episode of Off Topical, given what we've done lately. But we've got three different stories to discuss today. We've got a uh, Linux desktop virtual reality OS. We've got the Amazon robot, household robot, called Astro. And then we've got a story about um, Intel building a chip factory or a foundry in uh, Arizona. So let's dive in. Uh, so the first story is one you suggested here, uh, Simula VR. Uh, can you give me a rundown of what this is? Sure. Yeah. So they say that they're building a VR computing platform, and uh, and the longer version of that is they're building what they claim is the world's first office-focused Linux-based VR computing platform. And um, frankly, uh, the website's kind of sparse with details. Um, it's simulavr.com, S-I-M-U-L-A-V-R.com. And uh, I've wanted this for a while. I was, I, uh, I don't know, you know, who's behind this or how, you know, they're, they're going about doing it, if they have any funding or anything like that. But it's, uh, I, when I saw, what was it called? I think it was called the, uh, something XR, XR project by Collabora, um, a while back. I uh, got really excited because I was like, of course, like the Linux desktop can really quickly rush into this space and provide a virtual desktop where essentially like, you know, right now I go downstairs and I have my office and I plug into my dock and I have three screens and my stuff is, you know, uh, laid out on those three screens. Well, in a VR environment, you have no limit to the amount of you know, well, you do have a limit, but it's a much higher limit to the amount of things you can have displayed or arrayed around you on essentially virtual screens. Yeah. Um, Because all the real estate around you can be converted into a screen. And so I've been really just excited to see this happen. (laughs) And I'm glad that that, uh, somebody's doing it. I hope that uh, it will launch a ton of innovation in this space because... uh, I think I think this is actually like a good idea. I don't know if I could work all day in that environment, but like uh I think it it's a very cool concept. Yeah, for sure. I I uh I'm looking at the tech specs here. Uh, if you go to the to the shop page, um it gives you information about um about the headset itself. Uh, and for the overview, it says that there's 10 times more focus and immersion and especially clear text quality screen, um, which is fascinating to me because like th- it has uh, two 2,880 by 2,880 pixel screens at 90 uh, hertz. So that's that's like almost two and a half k and i i think is that right um mm-hmm. 
And so 2.5K and I is pretty cool. Uh, I think the valve index is like 2880 by 1440 or something like that. Um, I got to look that up. Valve index resolution. Um, yeah. It's 1440 by 1600, which is less than I thought it was. But so this this headset is actually high resolution. So that's pretty cool. It also has ultra leap hand tracking, Intel RealSense mold, uh, motion tracking, and uh, Toby eye tracking. Um, that's fascinating. It's also built on an 11th gen Intel compute CPU module. Right, because it's portable, right? It's like it's intended to be standalone. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, this is a, it's standalone. So I mean, it has two USB C uh, ports. Um, and they're also double as display port and Thunderbolt ports. Um, dang, this is, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it doesn't say what it's going to cost though. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to, to try this out because VR is, is an interesting, uh, something that I like. I like VR. I, I'm curious if this is going to like support video input like if you'll be able to play like pc vr on here from another pc it doesn't seem like it though yeah the best you could probably do is well yeah i don't know how that would work you you know uh, what is it the streaming over the local network service in, in steam but even yeah. then like how's that gonna <laughs> right. how's that gonna work i don't i don't know but uh, at least it's like Intel based, so you'll have you know you can actually install Steam on it. And if you want to, I don't know if you can. Can you stream VR? Like, holy crap! I don't know if. I guess you can because you can play Oculus games without without a wire, yeah. right? Yeah. Huh. I'm uh I'm and I'm also like while we're talking, I I am reading through the the. Uh, read me for the repo it's actually this is built on godot the window manager is built on top of godot oh wow that's awesome yeah that's yeah, really interesting godot engine is uh is pretty cool by the way i don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. used it they have experimental support for open xr headsets um that have monado drivers so some examples of those are Northstar, OSVR, HDK, and PSVR, um, oh. as well as uh, they also support the uh, H. Well, the HTC Valve, the HTC Vive, HTC Vive, HTC Vive Pro, and the Valve Index are their kind of recommend first party, or not first party, but you know, like the ones that they targeted. Okay. So, so that means so you don't have support. to ju- just get their headset, like. Or yeah, you can use any of these, because um, they've been testing with. It looks like they've been testing with some of these, you know, the the HTC and the Valve ones before. Yeah, before working on their own. That's cool. So, um, yeah, I saw a, uh, and now I don't have it, of course. But there's like a um, a review by. Uh, um thrill seeker on youtube if you you follow him at all Mm -mm. Um, so he has uh 
he, he's got a rather large channel and it's completely dedicated to um it's completely dedicated to VR and he actually got to try the Vario XR3 and he said that it's it's hands down the best um VR experience he's ever had. Uh wow. It's he said that it has uh two two and a half K screens that fill your peripheral vision and not just like your left and right peripheral, but your up and down peripheral. And also um it has uh two 1080p screens, one for each pupil that like um but they're like tiny. They're like you know three inches or something so like the dpi is insanely high and that's how your eye actually sees like it it gets like the like a broad kind of blurry image uh in your peripheral vision but then like what you're focused on is what is where you actually see all of your detail and so he said that it creates this uncanny uh ultra real feeling like hyper real is what he said. Everything felt hyper real to him. Um, and then when he engaged like with the camera off or with the, with the camera on so you could see like around you, that's when he like, he started getting like tingles. Like he was like, this is crazy. Cause there, it was doing like augmented reality stuff. Like there was a, a, um, a mannequin of like, you know, muscle and bone right like a human mm-hmm. analog and he would re- reach out because he could see his hand and he'd reach out and touch stuff and he was getting like synesthesia responses like his hand was feeling the thing that wasn't there <laughs> wow. so so like i'm interested to see like what you know if you could use the vario xr3 with this kind of workflow that we're talking about here with the simula vr um how much more efficient you could get work done if you know you have like these tiny little 1080p screens that give you all the detail that you're accustomed to in the real world like that would be nuts yeah yeah this is just this is just crazy it's kind of breaking my brain uh because uh yeah this is just an exciting project it's truly interesting exciting and the more i dive into it the more i realize it's got, it's actually, uh, you know, d- go, moving along at a decent pace seems to be working prop like well. And yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes on this. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll reach out and see if I can have a conversation with one of the developers and ask some questions. I would be very interested update. to talk to somebody on this project for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. There's so much here too. People need to go and read the README. Um, there's there is just a lot of like random things that they just throw out here that that I think uh, our audience especially would find interesting. Yeah. Um, for instance, they're leveraging some of the things that um, Valve has done in this space uh, and uh, use just using it to to help build this, and it's. It's really interesting. I, That's I, a great project. I, I like this. I like what I'm seeing here. So, yeah, if you want to check it out, if you want to see uh, what they're building, simulavr.com. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes.
Uh, you want to you get into some dystopia stuff now? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So Amazon has released an autonomous robot uh, that drives around your house and spies on you all day. <laughs> what do you think about this? Yeah, I watched the video. I, I um, you know, I don't know what I expected going in. Uh, this was not what I expected. The, it's like a, um, it's like a tablet attached to, um, some wheels <laughs> and, uh, and it even has like a koozie in the back. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you ha- if that's like a module that you flip in and out, but in the little video, somebody like this husband got the the robot and his wife was like you got a robot like kind of dismissively yeah and he's like he's like it's cool and then he's like his name is astro he's like astro follow me and so they leave the room and she's like watching tv and then the the little robot goes back to her like with a delivery with like a beer and a little koozie and <laughs> in its back but like um it's it's uh I don't like this for the privacy reasons. I mean, I do think like it's kind of cool in that because I'm a techie, like I love the idea of just like robots everywhere. Yeah. But I don't like that um their explanation. I think it was for this product cuz they they talked about other products today too, and so I'm trying to make sure I get my stuff straight. But I think they were saying that this this product um well, essentially, yeah, this product is essentially streaming like what it sees all the time yeah. to a Amazon server. And yeah. so, I mean... It's part of Ring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. can't trust it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, it's both cool, yeah, and dystopian in that you're you're giving them a mobile camera in your house all the time yeah and uh i think we should build our own what do you think we should build one that's like based on free software and and isn't evil (laughs) connected to the (laughs) bezos cloud it's true i you know i did that once before with uh the echo so (laughs) (laughs) i could uh, i could undertake that again with the uh the astro um yeah there's a there's a lot of interesting tech I'm sure involved in building this and I know that like in in free software in open source software there's all the things re- requisite to build one of these things is probably out there mostly you know in in decent enough shape uh, so maybe maybe I hope that someone will undertake it because um, like. I'd like to have one that isn't streaming all my everything it sees in my house back to to Amazon, but yeah, yeah. We should, but it's I want to build one that cool. connects to um, like you know your Synology you know surveillance station or whatever, or then you could like control it with like PTZ controls. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we're entering the 
the robot age, you know, between Tesla bot and this and, you know, that it's, uh, it's like, wasn't happening for a long time except for Roombas and self-driving lawnmowers. And then suddenly, you know, two, two big companies are, you know, making waves in this space. So, yeah. Let's see what happens. It's it's a thousand bucks for this little robot. Yeah. How okay. How how much do you think uh the Tesla bot is is real versus just a whole bunch of marketing crap? Well, considering it didn't do anything and they didn't even dive into I mean I I think they dived into some quote unquote specs, you know, but like yeah. I don't know. It's that didn't that didn't seem like it was co- completely uh, yeah. thought out, you know. Like, uh, and I don't know though. I I got to be careful because you know the audience at this point knows I'm not really a big Elon fan. But no, I'm not. Either. Then again, like you know, I I don't want to I don't want to say like this is not going to happen or like this is not going to happen that quickly, and then it. And then it, you know, does, does <laughs> he, it's, I'm not going to necessarily underestimate Tesla, but I think that, um, I'm, I don't know how much right now. I think this is mostly just hype and yeah. we'll see, but yeah. Amazon, they did it with, Amazon um, has a robot. Yeah. <laughs> with off the shelf technology. And I mean, this is essentially the R2D2 of uh you know of robots <laughs> yeah and so uh, what do you yeah. think of its design i don't i don't like how it looks at all it's cute but it's no it's not <laughs> i don't think it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's face is cute the body is kind of weird the the it's like face quote unquote the tablet with the you know this seems like it's it's not at all like what I would imagine a robot looking like. And I was also wondering, like, the those wheels, you're, it's going to be locked to, like, one floor in your house. Yeah. You know? And, and assuming that floor doesn't have any, uh, any different, you know, like, any stairs that connect the two parts of, like, your ground floor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I am super curious to see how this performs in homes that are not like the little cute little like uh, houses they showed in the in yeah. the video as examples because it's like driving on hardwood floors, right? You know, and like the house is clean, <laughs> and, like yeah. you know. I'm, I the whole time I was watching that, I was just like, I was just like, okay, like let's put it on shag carpet and like, and like the kids have like thrown junk everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And like, how, how does this thing fare? And maybe the answer is the same as with like a Roomba. It's like, okay, well, you know, like it's not going to fare that great, but that's, those are, maybe they consider those edge cases and, and they're hard things to solve for, for a device that you want to keep under a thousand dollars. So yeah, or at, the, at a thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah. The, I'm going to watch it 
and see how it performs. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Here's the. This is. I have a lot of. I have a lot to say about the design. It basically looks like if you took a mouse droid from Star Wars, and then you like made it look like a knockoff Apple product and bolted a tablet and a periscope to it. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's like it's like this amount, like this unholy freaking abomination. Like it's just such a bad design. Um Yeah. Like it, in a koozie. In, in a koozie. Like, yeah, it has <laughs> it has a literal cup holder and it has Yeah, the cup holder. Yeah, and um it has like a little area and you can like put a Ziploc container in there. Like I literally on their page it has like on the page i'm looking at their page right now if you scroll down it says um you can turn the microphones off whatever whatever but you can also like put in uh a blood pressure monitor into the little cubby and the on the back of the Mm -hmm. thing and it's like oh go deliver this to grandpa because i'm too lazy to walk over and give him his blood pressure monitor (laughs) (laughs) and then there's like a ziploc storage container that has uh like m&ms in it apparently uh, mm-hmm. and there's, what's this, a Furbo dog camera. So in case, you know, yo dog, I heard you like having your dog being watched by your dog camera. So I figured I'd put a dog <laughs> camera on your camera robot so you can camera yeah. robot while you dog camera. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. I mean, I do, I do think that there might be something here, um, just for old people. Like it, as long as they don't trip over it, like the... The idea that, you know, if you're if you have issues getting around and you, you know, having the tablet be able to come to you and or like, mm. yeah, I don't know. There's probably like some interesting use cases, but it it does look very <sighs> it does. It's not a sleek design. It's just a it's. It's very Star Wars esque in some ways, like yeah. and not in a good way. In like the way that you like you look at the, some of the weird robots that they have on that, and you're like, "That's a weird robot." Like, yeah, this it, one it looks like weird. a background droid that was never meant to yeah. be on like yeah. on camera for more than two seconds. That, yeah, and it's like, why? It looks like something Microsoft would it, build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to to add on your background droid, it looks like one of the droids being like tortured in the little Jabba's palace. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's hilarious. Well, we'll come back. I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk about Astro. Um, no. I'm sure this will have a life of its own on the internet, good good or bad. Like I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It will be talked about. You have a couple so, of them together. They'll form a, a mesh net and create their own uh, Skynet, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be a very, <laughs> uh, that would be a very strange world where the Astros are taking over. But uh, then all you'd need using, is Chewbacca to like growl at it and it would, they'd all run away. Well, I was thinking of that little extending periscope camera or whatever it is, like having like knives. <laughs> Like taped, duct taped to them or something, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, they should make another one called Dextro, and it just has like a claw that, and it can, yeah, you know, strangle humans or whatever. 
Yeah, the I it would be more interesting if it did. I mean, it would look even uglier, but like if it did have like some kind of ability to interact with the things around it um yeah. more directly, but we'll see. I mean, maybe they're just like let's just throw this out there and just see how it does and uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. I'd like to know what you guys think about the Astro. Let us know. Uh, send us an email, show at offtopical.net. Maybe uh, before the next one, uh, for the next show, uh, we could we should get together a list of things, though, that are household, ha- household tech, whether that's um, IoT-type stuff or w- whatever. And uh, we, should, we should kind of talk about some of those because... Um, when I see something like this, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I like the idea of automating things in my home and having my home, you know, like really be, uh, enabled to be cooler by tech, but like, I don't want to use something like this. So maybe, maybe before next show, we can put together a list to talk about of things that, things that are cool that are also privacy respecting and open Mm -hmm. source and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last story. Last story. What what is this one? You you tell me about this. Sure. So, uh, Intel has broken ground on their new foundry in Arizona. I understand that they're making two in Arizona, so they're going to be two two new foundries in Arizona. And um, it's this has been like this kind of almost sick obsession of mine, like learning about Intel lately and like thinking about intel and thinking about tsmc and thinking about uh uh, amd and the the foundries they spun off and and this all happened whenever i started learning about the chip shortage and uh and i see this and like um first off uh i'm sorry to our international listeners but like i'm glad that they're building um a couple factories in the u.s me too. Like I'm, le- I'm legitimately glad about, uh, uh, glad about that. Um, so that's that's good. And I think like we've learned in the chip shortage that like we need more foundries. <laughs> yeah. And so this this also is is great for us. Um, and the fact that uh, the one of the foundries creating most of the world's chips is on an island. Uh, that is contested, <laughs> whose nationality is con- or whose uh, status in the world is contested. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's worrisome to me. That's that's not good for global supply chains. I don't think no. so. We should definitely have some redundancy. <laughs> um, so all around, this is good. The only thing, and I have to learn more about this. My understanding, though, is that foundries actually have to use quite a bit of water i was literally for their operations and they're building it in a desert yeah this is something that this is the like i've said the good things i was i was talking to my wife and i was like i just um i just don't understand like 
if they need a reasonable amount of water for their operations, why why where they built it? <laughs> like yeah. there's lot there are lots of places in the states that have w- lots of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they could choose many many I can think of many many places they could choose. Um I mean if they need fresh water like the Great Lakes <laughs> could supply, you know, <laughs> yeah. like water. Like I just I just um that's my only fail here, but I'm trying to keep it positive because I'm I'm happy that this is happening and I know there are probably some Intel haters be- and frankly like they deserve some of that hate. Oh yeah. But like we we don't want to live in a world where there are less uh you know companies making uh you know these processors and other of let's be honest like other chipsets too but like processors are what we think about with intel like we want to live in a world where there's plenty of competition in that space so i hope they can get their act together and (laughs) catch up in the ways that they need to um but yeah i just wanted to throw this in there because uh it's kind of interesting Weren't there like a couple of um, Amazon, uh, not Amazon, Intel stockholders who were like, yo, we should just get out of the fabrication business and only do design like just a couple of months ago, right? Wasn't that a thing? Yep. And and then and then uh, the CEO is like, nah, bro, we're going to like build a a 20 billion dollar fabrication plant in the desert. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing, I think, that we have that this is happening in the United States. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be paying American, uh, employees, American wages. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of like, uh, people who are like, well, when stuff's built in the United States, like you have to pay more for it. But yeah, that's like the whole point, right? Like if stuff is built in China using like sweatshops and slave labor, then, you get you pay slave wages you you pay for things being built by you know slaves essentially and that's not okay yeah. so for me it's like i want to pay more uh no and know that like what i'm paying for came from people who were <laughs> consenting to the work that they're doing beyond just like i have to have this you know 3 cents a day job or whatever the heck it is I know I'm being yeah. a little hyperbolic there, but you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And let's be honest, like the cost will come down like, of course it will. because over time automation is, you know, I don't assume that there are many like humans on the floor as it is like with little tiny, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, the It's hard to make yeah. some of these chips. So like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what that process really looks like. I know right. there are lasers. That's Photo, about it. Photolithography um, is like a big part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, ultimately, um, my understanding is you just need really smart people around to service, you know, a lot of the the really hyper complex machine machinery that makes this stuff. So I mean, like, ultimately, uh, the uh, I think this will create good paying jobs. On U.S. Yeah. soil, yeah. in a place that is like, uh, well, 
I mean, that is stable. That's not going to be invaded by China. If Arizona gets invaded by China, like the world is in a really bad way, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah. um, but y- what's interesting is TSMC also intends to build, um, I don't, it doesn't say the foundry, but it intends to build its, its first U.S. campus in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. Um, so apparently Arizona is going to be the processor, uh, our chip central um yeah and uh yeah it seems like a lot of like the the silicon valley like uh manufacturers are are going for desert locations like tesla's mega battery gigafactory battery thing right is like yeah it's in the middle of the desert isn't that in where is that is that in nevada i don't remember um but i'm sure i know what you're talking about is it in nevada or is it in texas it's not well, there are multiple gigafactories, aren't there? Or they're planned multiple gigafactories? I, I think so. But the one with the batteries, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is either like in California or Nevada. But um, I, I, bet, I think it's in Nevada. Yeah. But, it, yeah, but it's just right. like I'm curious as to why they're targeting those areas. Maybe the land is cheap. Um, who, who knows, really? Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. There might be like tax and incentives. I'm sure that. Well. I bet you're right, though. I bet, I bet land in the desert is cheap. <laughs> well, man, uh, I, that's all the stories that we had uh, to talk about today. Um, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? No, like I said, this one's a this one's a short one, but uh, I think uh, next week we'll try to to do a slightly longer one and maybe we can focus some of that on home automation because I know I've got a few projects that I've been tracking mm-hmm. um, that are really interesting and and I'd love to talk about them here. Yeah, same, same. Cool. Well, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, listens every week to the Optopical Podcast. You guys are why we do this. Um, if you want to reach out, head us up at show at offtopical.net. Um, and you can also follow us on uh, YouTube uh, at Off Topical. Yep, yep. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Ryan Lee Sipes. And uh, I'm Gardner underscore Bryant. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know how you guys would not know this, but if you don't follow Gardner on YouTube, he's <laughs> Gardner Bryant on there, and that channel is badass. So oh, you need to so. go and follow it if you're not already <laughs> i appreciate that uh well i think that's gonna do it for this episode thanks for being here ryan i appreciate it yep no problem i'll catch you next week yep we'll talk next week see, see ya, ya.